Good morning, Woodland Hills. Good to see all you guys. Good to have you folks joining us online. Uh, it's really good to be sharing this kingdom moment uh, here today. If you haven't noticed, uh, we're, gonna, we're not going to have just a straightforward sermon here. We're having a panel. Panel. And, uh, and so you've already been, met Shauna <laughs> Bourne, and this is Rob Kistler. And uh, what's your title officially? Care and Spiritual something pastor. He doesn't even know. Spiritual, spiritual something. I don't feel yeah. guilty not knowing if you don't know. <laughs> spiritual no, They've developer. changed it a couple times. Spiritual oh, something. That's, right. that's good enough. Barber. Yeah. He's the spiritual guy on the staff. All right. So, um, last week, <laughs> do you I'll have get it? back to you. You have it? Formation pastor. Oh, formation. formation. Oh, that's a that's good, good one. I like that's, that. That's, that's, that's great, Rob. That, uh, Greg, we always just say one of the pastors yeah. around here. Okay, sorry about that. Yeah. Well, I know I'm the senior pastor. Yeah, you are. Whatever that means. Yeah. I'm the boss man. That's 65. right. Um, I, 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 I'm literally the senior pastor. I just turned 65. <laughs> Thanks for reminding me of that, Rob. You're on my, uh, my, 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 my best friend list right now. Um, so last week we mentioned the four, these, these four directions of love, or four dimensions of love. And it kind of sums up everything that we think that, that, that the kingdom is about. Uh, we're to love God, we're to love our neighbor as ourself, and we're to love the earth and the animal kingdom. Uh, we're to love God's creation. And, and so we thought here, we're kicking off the fall uh, session this, 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 today, and thought it would be a good kickoff theme to kind of like summarize all four of those, because we have never done that before. We've always talked about the four dimensions of love, but we've never like brought together and summarized it. And then to get really practical about how do we grow in, in each of these areas. And so I'm going to be uh, starting it off by talking about our love for God. And then Rob will be uh, take it over and he'll talk about love for self. And in this case, he's uniquely qualified because this guy's a total narcissist. So it, 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 he... He's an expert on, on loving That's himself. Right. That's right. A narcissist with a very bad memory, it turns out, who knows nothing <laughs> about formation. Life. Why did we hire this guy? <laughs> All right. Uh, and, and, uh, and then Sean will take care of love for others. And then I'll come back to me and I'll talk about, it's a little bit about uh, how to show love for, for creation and how we can grow in that. So when it comes to God, starting off with God, now our, 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 our first responsibility is, is to love our creator. Um, and, and we've always said around here that the most important fact in our life is our mental conception of God or of ultimate reality if you don't believe in God. But how you conceive of ultimate reality, how you conceive of God, that will determine your relationship with God. A relationship with God is always mediated by our own mental framework. So we've got to pay close attention to how we're conceiving of God. It's all the more important to do that, I think, because most of us come to the table already with conceptions of God in our head. And not all of them are going to be accurate or helpful. Uh, the Bible says that God is love. And then it defines love by pointing us to Calvary, to Jesus' self-sacrificial death. So God is cross-like love. God is other-oriented self-sacrificial love. That's what the cross reveals about God. And throughout the New Testament, the cross is held up as the definitive revelation of who God is. So it is so vitally important that we lock that in and trust that. Whatever you've heard about God in the past, whatever conceptions of God you've been given, you will be spiritually healthy to the degree and only to the degree that you've got a lovely conception of God. We're wired such that we love what is lovely and we're revolted by what is revolting. So if you have a revolting picture of God, you can call it lovely because if you don't, you think you're going to go to hell or something. But, but if, you're, if you've got an ugly picture of God, you're going to have a very hard time falling in love with God. 
To fall in love with God, you've got to have a lovely God worth falling in love with. And that's what the cross reveals to us. Um, and so a, a central part of our life should be uh, monitoring our minds about, about the false conceptions of God that we have, noticing when, when we have things pop up that aren't consistent with the love of God revealed in, in Jesus Christ, and then pursuing a closer and closer relationship with God. To never, to never just coast, but to always be hungry for more because there's always more of God to know and to experience to be enriched by. If, if, if our relationship with God is, is, is right, or I should say to the degree that it's right, we'll find that the innermost needs of our life are being met. Every human being in this room and around the globe, uh, this, this is what drives us. We're hungry for stuff. We're hungry to feel significant, hungry to feel like we're not alone, hungry to feel like we're loved, hungry to feel like we have purpose uh, and, and, and worth, hungry to feel secure. Mm-hmm. And, and if, if, if we're really growing close to the beautiful God, the God who's the source of all love, all joy, all that's good and wonderful, as we draw close to that God, we find those needs get met. And as that need gets met, this is what we mean by saying we, we get our life from God. or get our life from the God who's revealed in Christ. Uh, to get our life from that means you get your core sense of worth and significance and value out of your relationship with God. So this morning I got up and I was doing my yoga as usual. And as I'm doing it, I just am reflecting on, I'm stretching and just kind of working out the kinks. But I'm thinking about God as love and, and the source of all love, source of all life, source of all that's good. And, and I, I consider that I am loved as I'm doing my down dog and, 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 and my back bends and whatever. I'm loved with an everlasting love. And then I send that to, the, the, to every human being that exists. God is in madly in love with every human being. It doesn't matter what they believe or what they're doing or whatever. It doesn't change God's love for them. And then I just remind myself that love wins in the end. It's going to be all right. Love wins in the end. It's going to be all right. And, and amen. And, and man, the way this world's going right now, we need to hear that message. But see, that, that just puts a smile. Like, that makes me feel significant and worthwhile. And my, my identity is secure. And that's where my hope is. And, and it's good if other people, we all need people to love us too, but we, you're not desperate for it if your innermost need is being met. And that's how we're to carry ourselves in this life. To the degree that we get our, our, our whole life from Christ and our relationship with Christ, we live life out of an abundance of fullness that we already have rather than out of this desperate hunger to try to get full. If we're not getting our life from Christ, we try to get it from every other source around us. And that's what the Bible calls idolatry. Now, everyone's different, and so you have to find your, and we're all on kind of a different journey, and so you have to find out what works for you in terms of pursuing God and what makes you feel close to God. And people are just wired very different. Um, I find it very helpful, and this is just a couple of suggestions here. Um, I find it very helpful, number one, to have a conversation with Jesus Christ throughout the day. The more you can get rid of this idea that your, your relationship with God is something that's compartmentalized, it's a religion that you got to attend or go to. The more you can integrate it into your day-to-day life, the better it is because to the degree, and only to the degree that we're integrating it into our life, is our life a dome over which God is king. Right? And we're, we're living in the kingdom of God. And so uh, try to cultivate the habit. We all need special prayer times as well, but, but to, to just be inviting God into everything that you're doing. Uh, a, a practice that really helps with this, it's, it's a classic spiritual discipline called practicing the presence of God. Uh, you just try to stay aware of God's presence throughout the day. Remember it. And then just have a conversation. Not just talking to God, but also be listening to the Holy Spirit. 
Uh, the Holy Spirit's always working in our life, trying to direct us. We're the body of Christ, and we're, we're, we're attached to the divine mind, Jesus Christ. And the Holy Spirit is like the nervous system that connects the mind to the body. And so the Holy Spirit wants to use you as God's hands and feet and eyes and, and whatnot. The question is, are we listening? Uh, I, I also find that, that uh, a real valuable thing for me the last uh, year especially is uh, going on prayer walks. Uh, just walking and communing with God. Or walking and often just meditating on God. Uh, I, I've been going out uh, at least twice a week out to parks and hiking trails with my dog. All throughout the winter did this. And, and I've just discovered this, I, I, a way of connecting with God that I, I, well, I've always loved being out in nature and felt closer to God there, but it, spending this deliberate time has really been transformative for me. And then the final thing I'll mention is, is imaginative prayer, I, I think is extremely powerful, um, where you ask the Holy Spirit to help you imagine in a re, as realistic way as possible uh, Jesus Christ. Uh, and and, and you, you try to sense and see in your mind's eye and hear with your mind's ear and, and, and feel um, uh, the truth about who Jesus is and his love for you. And it's in context like this where you can envision or hear or just feel uh, all the things that God says is true about you in the Bible. Now you hear Christ saying it to you, directly to you. And that just ministers. Uh, we were created for that love. I love the fact that God so loved the world, he gave his only begotten son. Uh, and and that, that's, I like to remember that, and that that's, puts a smile on my face. But what really transforms me is when I see, hear, experience the Lord saying, Greg, I love you with an everlasting love. This is personal. I love you. And that's, our hearts were, were, were created to bask in that love. And we will be healthy and transformed and effective in this world to the degree that we let that love transform us from the inside out. You guys got anything you want to add to that? Preach. Yeah, I love that you brought up, again, practicing the presence. Um, you have a book on that, don't you? I, I did. Yeah. Present proving. Thank yeah. you. I did not tell her to say that. No. I did not tell her. But I do. <laughs> I also wrote a book on imaginative prayer, but don't mention that one. Okay, I won't mention that one. That'll be. But I do like that you brought it up because for me, that's the foundation, recognizing that God is present. I don't have to long or ask or seek his presence because he is yes. present. And so all I have to do is join him because he is already there. Um, and that was a really huge paradigm shift for me. I didn't have to grapple or search for him. He is here. He is there. And so I just get to tap into that. A way that helps me do that, and I've said this before, is worship. It's just something about um, singing proclamations of who he is and how great he is and his love for me. It just causes my soul to well up with joy. Um, and in times of sorrow or um, uh, tragedy, honestly, worship has brought me out of that pit because it has turned my focus Good. to him. It's just been really powerful. Um, and honestly, another way is through you guys, through his people. There are times, for whatever reason, I know he's there, but I'm not feeling it as much. And so, honestly, when I spend time with other believers or uh, just see you guys being blessed by the Lord, that ignites something within me. And it's like, it's a reminder. Yeah, yeah, you're here. I see you. I see you. I see you through the hands and the feet and the heart of other people. So it's just been a really beautiful thing to tap into his presence that is constantly with us. 
So I will circle back to the idea of imaginative prayer. Um, and sometimes it's helpful to have another resource beyond Greg's books, which are amazing and fantastic. No, you don't need any other resources. <laughs> no, 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 only Greg. Um, uh, censor, censor. Uh, Carl Lehman is a gentleman I've come across, and he has what's called Emmanuel Prayer, and Emmanuel is God with us. And that's exactly the relationship that Greg's talking about. God so wants to have that with us, you know, moment by moment every day. Well, Carl Lehman has put a book out, and that bad boy is 700 pages, so it's, it's a big read, but there's great stuff in there. It's very similar to what Greg is saying different voice, different perspective, and then he goes into some of the neuroscience uh, of why this is important as well. So, um, Emmanuel prayer would be a great thing. A, a more um, practical, hands-on thing for me has been what's called Emmanuel journaling, and Joyful Journey is a very small book that will lead you into this joyful journey. And if you think, well, I'm not into journaling, which I'm not, I don't. I, but I do think of this as like, I can call it like a worksheet. Because really there's like four or five basic questions that take you from where you are in a problem situation and acknowledging it down to where God responds back to you and how he wants to speak to you. It's really interesting. Um, so I want to encourage you to consider Googling those resources as well. We also have a class, uh, uh, Living on Purpose, is it Life on Purpose? Life on Purpose. Yes. Life on Purpose, which is all about the, the spiritual disciplines. And the spiritual disciplines, we had this throughout the whole church tradition, and they're anchored in the New Testament. But all of them are there to uh, kind of position us in a spot where we can encounter God more deeply. Right. And... Uh, uh, Another good book on that, I don't have a slide like, like Rob does, but, but Dallas Willard's <laughs> book, The Spirit of the Disciplines, right. is a yep. really good book on spiritual Yeah, discipline. that's great. And then also, speaking of classes, so that, that group is an ongoing group every Monday night all through the year, and it's also, it's on Zoom and on uh, live in person, so it's a hybrid. Anyone can join that group. We do have a class coming up. Uh, I believe it starts in October, I'm not positive. And the name of it is Cultivating a Beautiful God Image. Mm. And so uh, a, a local psychologist and a couple of other f of her friends are going to be doing a class. It is on site, but if you're struggling with your God image, I encourage you to check out that Cultivate class along with the others. All right. So. Let's turn to, On to Love of Self. Loving Self. So yeah, when, when, when I was invited to, to talk about Loving Self, I gotta admit, I always immediately go to that, that verse in 2 Timothy where Paul says, and in the end times, people are gonna be all these bad things, you know, boastful, and one of them is lovers of self, and so that always kind of did a short circuit in my brain. So we have to realize, you guys, that when we're talking about loving self, we've gotta consider the self that we're talking about. So Jesus, in Luke 9, he invites us, and he says to us, if anyone wishes to come after me, he must deny himself, take up his cross daily, and follow me. For whoever wishes to save his life will lose it, and whoever loses his life for my sake, he's the one who will save it. And so we got to be clear on what that self is. The invitation is quite frankly amazing to us. I'm going to give you true and real life, or you can keep pursuing the life of the flesh. You can keep pursuing this life that is sin, this life that is 
unsatisfying, frankly, that we're all, and then, and then what we do is we get like Oprah and Dr. Phil, is he even still? Is well, he's still alive, around? so. Yeah, I'm not, not looking at you, I'm looking at <laughs> He's alive, yes. <laughs> he, he, who's no, Oprah? Anyway, yeah, who's Oprah, right. <laughs> Anyways, we got these voices all over the place saying, hey, you need to like build up your, yourself. And, but they're talking about this sinful, dead, fleshly self. And Jesus is saying, wait, got a total exchange. This is a great deal for you. I'm gonna give you real life. And as a matter of fact, Paul goes on to call it a new creation. And we are invited to put on then this new creation. And so we've gotta get it right when we're talking about the target of what the self is that we're talking about. Now, if you've been around Woodland for any length of time, if you've been around for more than a, gosh, a few months, we constantly are talking about this, this list that identifies who we are in Christ. And we've got this list on the website. Uh, there's a link under whchurch.org slash bulletin, and then there's a connection there to the page that has this. As you've been encouraged over the years to do, please pick up this list, and if you don't find it on our website, go out and Google Identity in Christ list, or who I am in Christ list. You will find great lists of who we are in Christ. Super, super important. Now, you've heard this time and time and time again, but here's what I wanna ask you to do this time. Because I'm gonna tell you, from my own experience, I look at the list and I do overwhelm really quickly. And so I want you to pick one. Now, for me, I can't, I can't go to made perfect forever because that just blows my circuits. I, I don't know what to do with that. But I can go to, um, um, yeah, I'm having a hard time finding one that I can go to. Uh, you can do it, Rob. I'm, I'm part of the body of Christ. I am, I'm a part of the body. That I can like, start to get my head around. I want to encourage you to find one, one not 21, one, that you can at least get your head around, and then I want you to invite you to just do good old-fashioned, what we call meditation in the Bible. Think about the verse. Put the, text the verse to yourself, or put it up on stickies around your house. Um, think about this verse through the day. Put reminders in your phone. Whatever it is that you can do to trigger you to occasionally read that verse, Think about the verse, pray that verse for yourself, pray the verse for someone else, enter into this verse, ask questions of it. And um, during worship, I just thought of one. Because there are things that happen physiologically within our bodies, they're realizing when we sing, I would encourage you to find a way to sing this to yourself. I think it will do something different in your, in your hmm. brain physiology. Yeah. Um, in Christ I'm loved and beautiful, in Christ I stand secure. See, just Sorry. like that. And if you can start to do that, because we've got to get this from the thinking only part of our brains into the, 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 um, the right side, the more immediate embedded parts of our brains. So, anyways, that just popped into my head. Try singing these affirmations and these truths to yourself as the new self. As I was thinking about this, um, I have a sense that there's somebody here who needs to hear. I'm going to do a little, a little aside, and that's this. Um, there's somebody here today who's 
being really, really harsh to themselves. Mm. And how you talk to yourself is not in line with who you are as a new creation in Christ. You have the mind of Christ. And I want to encourage you to notice it. Now, you don't be harsh to the part that's being harsh. You're just doubling down on being harsh to yourself. So I want you to extend grace to yourself, mercy to yourself, compassion. But please... Start to notice that and take that thought captive. The tone of it, the harsh words of it, the way that you're being difficult and mean to yourself, you would never speak that way to another person. Stop speaking like that to yourself. Mm. And then, I just want you to know too, you will never be able to harsh and rude and mean yourself into the fruit of the Spirit. You are not going to have love, joy, kindness, gentleness. It's not going to come to you through being harsh and mean to yourself. They're incongruent. So I just want to encourage somebody here, please pay attention to how you're talking to yourself and be more kind. Um, let's see. A couple of thoughts, because you know what? I know there are people here, and I know I'm one of them, that have heard about this list and you pick up this list and you're familiar with this idea, but you know what? You're really, really stuck on it. Mm. What can we do about that? Well, one suggestion I have is consider joining up with one of our lay counselors. They love to work with people and help them get unstuck in these things and help them uh, develop that close, intimate relationship with Jesus. So consider one of our lay counselors. We totally do this on Zoom now. I've got a lay counselor living in the middle of Pennsylvania. It's awesome. Thank you, COVID. But we can now minister to people all around the world. So please consider that. Um, we have a class starting next Monday night. We talked about Emmanuel Prayer and about how much God wants to be connected to us. There's a class coming. It's called TRIO. You guys, the enemy is set against us understanding the truths of what Greg just said and the truths of who we are in Christ. The enemy is set against us knowing that. TRIO helps us to identify those, the enemy take our authority over the enemy, and then they spend time also developing that Emmanuel connection with the good, loving, beautiful God that Greg talked about. Consider that class. And then, um, you know, we got a couple other classes. We're going to talk more about healing well in a bit, but I want to highlight the healing journey. If you are thinking, I need to spend some serious time working on my relationship with God and who, God, who I see God as and who he sees me as, consider that group and then healing our heart wounds is another class but i gotta stop so <laughs> with that what do you guys want to add in to the mix on this idea yeah i'll just echo the identity in christ page that you brought up there's a reason why we keep referring to it because i just it's so vital and it's so healing um there are a, a plethora of reasons as to why we don't believe we are who God says we are. There, there are so many reasons why we don't believe that he has turned us around and changed our name and he identifies us as his and worthy of love. Yeah. We are to love ourselves because he loves us. He calls us worthy. I think part of it is we all have woundedness and we've listened to other people and their labels that they've put on us and how they've identified mm -hmm. us and we've lived in that. And so we definitely need the spirit to come in 
shush that crap away because that's what it is and listen to what the spirit has to say who god says that we are and live into those identities that has been life altering and a lot of times it's painful because that means you have to invite god in that imaginative prayer piece coming in again you have to invite god into those those places where you've experienced that wound where you've experienced people say harsh things about you to you or identify you in ways that are not what God sees when he looks at you. And you have to forgive yourself for believing that. You have to, this at least, okay, this is what's worked for me. That's what I'm gonna say, in my opinion. I mean, I know I'm sounding like you have to do this, but you do need to do it. You need to forgive yourself for believing those lies and living in that identity and allow God to just wash over you who you truly are in him. So it's, it's a different kind of self-love. It's, it's loving ourselves because we see ourselves as he sees us and right. we're just basking in that. So it's been a really powerful journey to live into those identities that you've mentioned um, from that sheet that you, you know, couldn't say for yourself, Rob, but they're all true. They are true, <laughs> whether you experience it or not. Yeah, I, I've always, always said that. I think people who are striving to have good self-esteem are shooting way too low. Uh, yeah. What we need is Christ-esteem. Yeah. I don't care what I think about myself because what I naturally think about myself maybe is the result of what my mom did to me and my dad said to me and yep. kids said to me or whatnot. But uh, uh, to have Christ esteem, how does Christ esteem me? And to begin to see myself the way Christ sees me. And that's what's so transformative. It's also, I think, really important to, you know, go back to imaginative prayer for a moment, uh, to really let the Holy Spirit be creative uh, and, and, and guide you in you know, places maybe that are a little bit unexpected, maybe a little bit untraditional. But sometimes that is what it takes to bring healing into our life. And to, to really let go of false conceptions of ourselves and embrace the, the Christ conceptions about, of, of ourselves. I, I've shared here before that um, the, probably the most healing thing in my life, the single most healing aspect of my relationship with God has been uh, encountering God as mother and, and, and receiving you know, a mother's love. Because uh, God's, God's not more masculine than God is feminine or, or, or the other way around. Uh, God made us in our, our, his image and we're male and female, he made them. And, and so I, I just be open to the Holy Spirit. I mean, I got that when I was in my 20s in this Pentecostal church. Uh, no one was teaching me about this. It just sort of, the Spirit has led me into it. But man, it's been, because a lot of the false conceptions I've had of myself were anchored in my relationship with an abusive stepmother. Yeah. Uh, and so I'm going to shut up because otherwise they'll start crying. I <laughs> anymore. <laughs> Okay, let's turn to loving others. Uh, really quickly, though. I just want to, Greg, I mean, not Greg, not you, Rob. <laughs> when you... We didn't have our coffee this morning or something. I don't know what it is. Don't put tequila when in you... our, our drink here. No, it's water. When, <laughs> when you talked about... Now you made me forget what I was going to say. I'm when you talked about, like, talking to ourselves, the way in which we talk to ourselves, and it's harsh. Mm-hmm. I, I really think we need to be open, like Greg was just saying, to where the spirit might guide us. And you'd be surprised if you're tuned in, um, you may sense just a, a, a voice saying, why, do, why are you talking to yourself that way? Mm-hmm. Why are you saying that about yourself? Why are you believing that about yourself? And, and we need to take the time to to lean into that right. instead of all the negativity and the harshness good. because yeah. that's not where God wants us to dwell. Right. So exactly. I just wanted to thank good, you good. for taking the time yeah. to hone in yeah. on that. Thanks. Cool. Good job. All right. So I love to think of these four dimensions as 
overflowing, right? It's just a very active, I, I don't think of it as uh, sequential, but they're overflowing. I mean, of course, um, God loves us first and foremost. His love for us is healthy and beautiful and joyful and wonderful. And because of his love for us, we in turn love him back. But as we are in that relationship, I love to think of it as an overflowing of love. So we are filled to overflowing with God's abundant, perfect, healing, whole love for us. And that love overflows to where we can see ourselves, like we've just said, as he sees us. So then we begin to love ourselves. And it doesn't stop there. It would be really kind of sad, I think, again, in my perspective, it'd be really kind of sad if we were just like in this little love bubble, just us and God and nobody else. I don't think it's meant to stop there, which love is why bubble. we talk about, <laughs> that's why we talk about these four dimensions. Another dimension is loving others. We are to be so filled with God's perfect, beautiful, whole, healthy love that we love ourselves. And then we can also love others. We don't keep that love. We don't hoard it. For ourselves. We, we spill it out on other people. And that's a part of our call. It's a part of our mandate. And we see over and over in the New Testament how we are called to engage one another. We are called to love one another. We are called to encourage one another. We are called to help one another grow. We are called to bear one another's burdens. It is so important that what we receive for, from God, we give back to ourselves, but then also let's spill out onto others because we're not meant to do this journey alone. You guys know that. We've said all that we are learning to love, what? Together. Good job, you guys. <laughs> that is a part. It's such a huge part of it. Um, we know that God is love. We know that we are in him. And so therefore we are to also uh, image that love to other people. And it is so powerful when we allow ourselves to be a vessel for his love to flow to others, the, the, the beautiful things that can happen. I shared when Greg was talking about loving God, how many times it's you, it's other believers, it's brothers and sisters in the kingdom that have shown me God's love and allowed me to feel his love. It is a powerful thing when we allow ourselves to um, be conduits and be the hands and feet that Jesus uh, uses to bless other people. We see in Philippians that we are told to consider one another. So again, we're not just keeping this for ourselves, we're considering other people. And we're not merely looking out for our own interests. Yes, we have needs and we have interests and we need things from God. And you may even be in a season and time when you really need intense healing or that's a part of your journey right now where you just really need God to set you free from some stuff. And that's okay and that's good. But in time, a part of the journey because we never stand still, we're always in process. A part of the journey is to then begin to share that with others. Allow what he has brought you through to help someone else who may be struggling in a similar way. That's a way in which we are loving other people. It's a way in which we are sharing what God has poured out among us, upon us, so, so, so beautifully uh, and flowing out to others. There are a ton of one anothering passages in scripture. And that tells me that we are supposed to be considering one another. We are to forgive one another. We're to bear with one another. We are to be hospitable 
to one another. We're to encourage one another. I cannot tell you how many times I have felt the love of God through the encouragement of someone else. It is really, really cool. Scott and I have this friend, his name is Mark, and he is such a beautiful encourager. And he will just send a little text here or there or an email, or he'll just say just something encouraging. And it's just like, and it's always at the perfect time when I'm maybe feeling a little low or, or Scott or something. It's just, it's, it's God loving on us through another person. And so yes, God loves on us directly, but he also loves on us through other people. And then we get to also play that role. We get to jump in and partner with God and love on others. It's so, it's so important. Um, we get to be kind and compassionate to people. That's a way in which we love others. We get to serve people. It's something that we need to be actively seeking to do, though, because a lot of times we just we get in our in ourself. We are consumed with what's going on in our world. And I'm telling you, the pandemic didn't help that at all. Many of us were isolated. We know this. Yeah. We were we were, you know, just in our in our own space with our own thoughts and just our own, maybe just our immediate family or even by ourselves. And so there are things culturally and just the time in which we live that we have to actively push against if we are going to love other people the way God has called us to do that. We can't just think it's gonna happen naturally. Sometimes we need a little help. We need little prompts. And so I think the first way in which we get that help is to remember and acknowledge like, man, we can be very independent, especially in this country. We like our independence. We like to take care of our own business. And it does seem as if the more resources we have, the more independent we, come, we become. And then we don't need people. I don't need you because I can take care of this myself. And so mm. then we're shutting ourselves off from these loving relationships that God has for us. We're shutting ourselves off from receiving his love through other people, and we're shutting ourselves off from giving that love that he's given us to other people. And so we have to push back against that. And so we have some ways around here that we wanna help do that because we want you to, yes, love one another, love others, serve others, uh, commit to others. Um, and you can do that in your own life. Just think about the space in which you occupy. Think about your neighbors. Think about just little ways in which we, you can put out into the world what I like to call deposits of love. And people may not never know that you're doing it, but you're just putting God's love out there in a variety of ways. Maybe it's smiling at someone, or maybe it is letting someone cut you off in traffic when they're trying to merge too early. Maybe it's, you know, uh, just uh, doing something kind for someone you encounter in the grocery store. Just putting God's goodness out there, not for any kind of a return, but just, I just like to think like the more love we're putting out there, the more we're pushing against the enemy and, and the division Absolutely. and the polarization and the death and the destruction that he tries to put out there. But it's not just individual other people, it's also communities. Right. It's also a body <laughs> that we're all a part of. And so, yeah, we can love other individuals and we should, and we have people in our life and in our spaces that he's called us to love and that's good, but he also calls us to love other communities and other bodies. And that's, especially when you're a part of a local church body, like we're called to love one another and be a part of that and serve one another. And so we have, like I said, some ways in which we want to help you guys tap into that. It is like Greg said, fall kickoff. So it's a great time to highlight some of these things, but I know Rob, you mentioned healing well, so I'd love yeah. for you to circle back to that at this point right now. Yeah. Sounds great. You don't mind? Yeah. Yeah. Let me just add to that. Yeah. I, I, one little thing that I think a number of us could stand to consider 
Um, when you walk into a room, when you walk into church this morning, I want to encourage you to think or to ask the question, Lord, what can I offer? Yeah. We oftentimes walk in, what's in it for me? Who's here that's interesting to me? Who, you know, what am I going to get out of being here? You, probably a lot of us came to church this morning wondering, what am I going to get out of being here? And I would encourage you to consider, Lord, what, is, what would you have me to offer? So, Yeah, no, that... Sorry, Go you got me started again. I think that so it's, it's a shift in perspective because it, you could be in a very real place of needing yeah. when you come through these yes. doors. And yes. thank God that you're here. Yes. But you can also need and give at the same time. You mm. don't have to Goodness. not right. need in order to give. That's right. And That's we're right. all in process. Yes. It's a journey. Yes. Yes. And so just start there. How can I consider others as I walk through these doors? And oftentimes, that's the thing that can be an impetus to help you. When I'm so caught in my own crap, Mm -hmm. the thing that helps me pop out of that is the reaching out to someone else, doing something for someone else. I mean, it's shown in the research that 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 can help. So... Now, should I talk about healing well? Yeah, let's do healing well. So we are super excited to be uh, resuming uh, support groups again. And some of those groups are going to be issue-specific groups. There was, there's going to be uh, depression and anxiety, drug and alcohol, the, the pure desire group, all those things. Awesome. If you need that, if that's, a, if that's in your story, by all means, be a part of that group. We've also got some other groups, and we're really excited about a couple of these groups. I'd mentioned the healing journey. That's not issue specific. That's humans. Mm-hmm. Um, encourage you to consider that. We've got another group that we're starting. Uh, some of you may remember Steve Burke. He's was a part of Woodland for a while. Steve is going to come back and facilitate a group. We're calling it Connecting. And really what we're going to be focusing on is growing together, healing together, non-issue specific, anyone who's interested in becoming a, a, a follower of Jesus who's really wanting to grow might find that group super helpful. We're going to develop the, um, your connection with God your connection with yourself, and your connection with others. We probably will not drink out of gl- uh, plastic glasses, so we'll love creation too. <laughs> but um, we're really excited about that as a place for everybody to come and be supportive of one another and to receive support. So, When does that start, Rob? It is starting tomorrow night. The good reverend doctor here will be sharing tomorrow night at the, at the dinner. Dinner is at 6.30. Greg's going to be sharing about community and... Uh, some of his thoughts on why that's so important. And then we're going to hear from the different group leaders. You'll be able to sign up for the groups tomorrow night. And we're going to just kick off. Then the, the actual groups will then begin the following week. Yeah, also, you hear us talk about this every week. Uh, usually Greg is saying it at the end of his sermon. But gathering groups, I'm here to tell you, they are really amazing. It's a great way to experience God's love through other people, but also to give God's love to others. And it's a way to serve others and to commit to others in a really non-threatening way. And yeah. Rob and I do that yep. together. Yep. And we have just been amazed. I'm sorry, Greg, you're just kind of... <laughs> you're just like... <laughs> I, 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 I'm, I'm in the way. <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. I'm sure you'll have something in a I'm, bit. I'm getting neck pains going back and forth. <laughs> but we have been really blessed by seeing 
these groups interact, the people within these groups interact with one another and how they are caring for one another. I mean, traveling out of state to weddings and visiting one another and going on boundary water trips together. Yeah. It's just yeah. been yeah. incredible. Something that True. started on Zoom, but they are loving yeah. one another. They are receiving love and loving one another. And that's yeah. just a great yeah. opportunity. And those are ongoing. Those, like you can jump in at any point in time. So that's a great way to get involved. And speaking of that, we're going to try something new. And I'm not going to look at the camera for a second. Don't tell them. We're going to have an on-site gathering group uh, Monday night, 6.30. So it'll be during the time of the Healing Well groups. But if you want to do a gathering group on-site, in person, we are going to make that available starting next week um, for those that want to do a gathering group yeah. in person. You can love others by serving. <gasps> oh my gosh, it's a dirty word. You can love others by giving blood. <laughs> <laughs> you can donate, yeah. We can all there, give blood. There, is, there are ways. No, we can't yeah. all, but not all. I mean, some, yeah. some, of us <laughs> some people have tried and couldn't. If you can't do it. However, <laughs> yeah, giving blood, serving, serving uh, the church body, serving the community, like volunteering. That is a great way to love others. And again, you're just putting goodness out into the world. And I think that's an awesome thing. We probably need to speed through these last few, yeah. but there's just, there are a lot of ways in which you can begin walking in this space of loving other people, considering others, turning the focus off of ourselves and, and, and looking outward to see how God may use us. There's a variety of ministries in which that happens, Rob, right? Absolutely. And I don't remember exactly which one I'm supposed to pick up on. That's okay. There's echoes and vessels. Right? And <laughs> so a few weeks ago, we talked about if you are a junior high, senior high student, the odds are stacked against you for being able to build connection. Echo is an opportunity to be able to do that. I would highly encourage you. Now that school has started, jump in with those guys. Be a part of that. Vessels, you guys are not far behind. It's the young adults ministry. You're just out of high school. Right on. Um, you can join people like Zuriel. Uh, but right, the, 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 they have an opportunity. There's a lot set against you with the media stuff. And this is a great opportunity yeah. to jump in. Yeah, and be a part of community. Absolutely. There are a variety of ways. So you guys just check out the website. But we, we are so in, uh, serious about this call to partner with other people in the body to learn and to grow and to develop that we've talked about spiritual friendships for the last couple of years and the power of being in those kinds of relationships that really help you to grow in Christ. It's, it's huge. It even um, impacts our covenant partnership. You guys know we don't, we don't really have membership here. We have covenant partnership. And that's a very relational way of looking at committing to one another for the sake of the body. And so this is something that we're really passionate about. Um, that's why we keep going on and on and on about right, it. Right. But yeah, well, I'll just add that This is why we, we actually have redone our, the, the covenant vows for our covenant yeah. partnership to include uh, the folks that are not local. Um, up till now, it's just you had to be local to, to make the commitment to be a covenant partner. But the commitment itself, it brings in things into reality. Mm -hmm. I mean, part of the love is the commitment. And, and that should be whoever considers Woodland Hills their, their spiritual home should have the opportunity to do that. And in fact, we want to be encouraging people to be thinking about becoming covenant partners. Uh, if this is where you, know, you, you feel called and this is where you're supposed to be, uh, then uh, whether you're in Minnesota, uh, in St. Paul, or whether you're in Timbuktu or China or Singapore or whatever, uh, you can become a covenant partner of Woodland Hills Church. That's right. There'll be a class coming up about that too, but stay tuned. Um, rolling on, overflowing so, into 
Love of creation. Creation. Finally, I get to talk. Uh, <laughs> well, you know, I, I, I've been t- talking about the love of creation the last couple of weeks. Uh, so I'm not going to say much about that. You, you've heard me say that you know, God, throughout the Bible, loves his, his property and loves his pets. And that's how the, the Bible presents these things. He's very much in love with them. And our first mandate, the first thing he ever said to us was, take care of my property and pets. Uh, this, is, uh, this is our responsibility. And so uh, to be loving, we're to be a people who, while we love God and love of our neighbor as ourselves, we're also to be loving the creation. That at least means we, we have to be willing to sacrifice for the creation, to be inconvenienced for the creation. Uh, and so to look at ways in which, as we go about our life, that, that the goal is to leave as little of a, they call it a, I call it a carbon imprint as possible. What negative effect do you have on the environment? And, 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 and realize that everything we own, everything we wear, and it, it all is produced at the, at the, at the expense of the earth. It, it's through fossil fuels that, that, that we have the energy to, to do all these things, to build these things. And so uh, we have to start thinking in terms of reducing things. Just, just, just out of love for the earth, let's reduce our waste, reduce our, the amount of electricity we use. I mean, how much, how much electricity do we waste you know, having air conditioners on when we don't need them on, lights on when we don't need them on, all of that, uh, pull it back. Uh, so be, be thinking, re- reduction. Um, think about uh, uh, reducing, especially like, well, the, the, the waste that we have with plastic. Mm-hmm. All that stuff goes into landfills or it's burned up in the air and, and contributes to the CO2 output. Uh, it just goes in landfills. I think we forget that. We just think of it magically disappears. But no, it, our waste goes somewhere, yeah. and uh, uh, it goes landfills, it gets burned up, or it ends up in the ocean. We've got islands mm-hmm. the size of Rhode Island uh, of, of, of plastic out there. And, and as it deteriorates, the, 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 the uh, microplastics get into the animals, gets into the fish and turtles and whatnot, and we, it's even getting into the, uh, the human system here. Uh, so really be thinking about uh, ways that you can reduce your use of plastics. There's also a lot of alternatives to plastic, by the way, and I only have time to talk about a few of these. See, this is what, and, and these are not rules. We're not into rules here. These are uh, just putting out ideas. Yeah. You're all on your own journey. You got to do what works. But like here, here's some, some body soap. Uh, but see, that's a lot of plastic. A lot and of and, and it, it comes, you know, it's mostly water in there. And, uh, and you have to ship this over to the store to get it. And so it, that already causes a big carbon imprint. To make this causes a carbon imprint. To ship it causes a carbon imprint. There are alternatives to this. Like, for example, uh, that, that soap. Oh, yes, here we go. Well, here, I, got, I got so much stuff here. Uh, <laughs> you can just get little bars of soap. Use a bar of soap. It's like that. Same thing with shampoo. Here's a house cleaner. You, you can get this, but this is full of water. Instead, you... What you could do is you have the same kind of material here in this little kind of thing here. You drop this in some water, fill it up, and now you have a surface cleaner that is just as effective as this, but it uh, didn't cause the carbon imprint and doesn't have any plastic, so it doesn't... Plastic doesn't deteriorate for like 10,000 years. And so the more you can get rid of that, the better. Reusable bottles. Reusable bottles all over the place. Boo! Although, if you're yeah. a CEO of Tide right now, you, you so probably sorry. aren't happy with me. But uh, <laughs> what you could have instead of that is, is this, this laundry detergent. Yes. And it comes these little sheets like this. So, and you just rip these little sheets. Yeah. This is the same kind of stuff as this. Oh. It just doesn't have all the water. Yeah. Wow. It didn't have to be shipped. 
That's and uh, it doesn't have the plastic. It's in not it. a dryer sheet. It's actual laundry detergent. It's and laundry you detergent. That sheet in huh. your thing. And, and it does a great job. My wife Shelly, uh, when she gets a passion for something, she really gets a passion for something. So we've only been doing this for like four or five, six months. And every day she comes back and says, look what I found. Not every day, but all the time. Look, look what I found. We've got, you know, instead of using these plastic things here where you're, like these Ziploc bags, which I always find hard to do anyways. Like, it's so hard to seal them. No offense to the Ziploc company. <laughs> I, I, I'm sorry, you guys. But uh, here, here's stuff. You know, this is made of petroleum. It's also uh, doesn't biodegrade very fast. But you can use it forever. Yeah. And, and you can... And they, they shut so easy, way easier than the, the, the plastic stuff. There, there's these, uh, these things where you get covers. Instead of using plastic okay. on covers, you can use this. They come in this sizes. They got all these varieties here. Here's another petroleum thing you could use. Um, good stores on this. Uh, there's a Terra store in Minneapolis that uh, sells these alternative uh, things. Uh, there's another one called Zeroing. And there's another one opening in, on Grand Avenue, which is called, do you remember that? I don't remember. I don't remember it either. But there's a, it's, it's a low-waste store, which is going to be marvelous because Shelly's been running out to the Terra store or zeroing. For, and, when, and here's this, like three blocks from our house. Right, right. Yeah. Really looking forward to it. Finally, finally. <laughs> there's, my, there's all sorts of personal toiletry things here. Uh, here's some hair, hair, uh, uh, hair conditioner. This is a bar of soap. Hair How long does that last you, Greg? <laughs> Forever. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Only. <laughs> and there's a. Uh, uh, you, uh, so you can even get like wood toothbrushes that go on your electric toothbrush. Or you can get them without the electric toothbrush. See? It's very. Kind of cool. Do you need a toothbrush? Um, I'm good for now, but thank Actually, you. Actually, you're not, Sean. I was going to tell you about that. Woo, touche. <laughs> they have mouthwash. That, 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 the, the little pills you put in your mouth, get some water, you rinse it out, and it's just excellent. You don't have to use plastic there. I love this. Okay, I, I'm, I hope I'm not the only one in this room that's got a, kind of a, a fetish about Q-tips. I love Q-tips in my ear. I, that sensation is just wonderful. I, I do not sit down and go to the bathroom without having my Q-tip. And now you don't have too much information about me. Greg needs to go to healing well. <laughs> Think about it. <laughs> we got a new group. <laughs> And so, this is, like, this, I use so many Q-tips, and that goes into landfill. Yeah. Those plastic bendable ones, this is a rubber Q-tip. Huh. And you can use it over and over and over again. Just wash it, you know, when it needs washing. Oh, my <laughs> Lord. Sweet Lord. <sighs> well. Here's my toothpaste. Comes in little things like this. You get a little pill, and you put it in your mouth, and you get a little water, and it just foams up like, like a regular toothpaste. Uh, and you don't have to use plastics for that. You get them refilled. And finally, we come to, what is this? Oh, deodorant. <laughs> uh, don't do that. Don't do it. Camera, please. <laughs> I wasn't thinking of it. Until, <laughs> but look, it, 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 this, is, this is cardboard. And you just push it up from the bottom like this, and it works really, really well. And, uh, and so no, no plastics. The, the bottom line, the more you can reduce yeah. use of plastics, the better off you're going to be. Uh, and, and not all of this is going to be for everybody. Uh, some things land for, oh, here's something. Uh, it, <laughs> Straws. You can carry it. Yeah. Thank you. Carry this um, around. So you don't. Know, I mean, straws get into the ocean. It's ridiculous. Plastic yeah, no, straws. They just go around. No, I saw this documentary where this poor tortoise had a straw up its nose. I hate that. There's, right now, some of these animals are consuming so much uh, plastic yeah. that, like, turtles become too buoyant. They can't go down in the water. They die from starvation because yeah. they can't hunt. Because huh. they can't 
they're too buoyant. Yeah. So there's that. We're all in process. We're all in process, and we have it's to end the journey. So the, hey, you guys, this is our bullseye. We're all in, yeah. yeah. This, it's the, what matters is that you're on the walk. Yeah. And you're asking the right questions. Love God. Love your neighbor as yourself. Love the earth and animal kingdom. And that is our bullseye. That's what we are about. That's our identity. Boom. Boom. Love Take it. it. Away. Thank you guys for tuning in and for joining us. Thank you for being on <laughs> in process with us. And use your own bags. Uh, <laughs> Don't use plastic bags. Use these bags. We want to remind you if you need prayer, whether you're here in person or online, we have prayer partners ready to pray with you. Also, don't forget MuseCast on Tuesday afternoon. We won't be throwing stuff at each other. We're going to discuss this further. Gathering groups, jump in on those. And if you have a kiddo and you're coming back next week, don't forget to save your spot in Heroes Gate. Thank you so much. <laughs> have a great day. God bless you guys. Love you. Bless you.